Now, I've mentioned this a couple of times, this uh, annual threat assessment. It's revealed each year from the ASIO Director General and gives an overview of what's happening. And uh, no secret, we've reported this tonight, that they've reported a lot of foreign activity within Australia, which is trying to compromise a whole range of people. There's one bit that really stands out. And before I go to our reporter on this, I just want to read this bit, because this is the bit that I think is uh, is going to create a bit of uh, a bit of interest he says and I'll quote I'm concerned there are senior people in this country who appear to believe that espionage and foreign interference is no big deal it's something that can be tolerated or ignored and sometimes safely managed in individuals in business academia and the bureaucracy have told me ASIO should ease up its operational responses to avoid upsetting foreign regimes of course, they're entitled to their views, but the reasons they offer for them are flimsy, such as, quote, all countries spy on each other, quote, we were going to make the information public anyway, quote, it's no different to lobbying or networking, quote, the foreign government might make things difficult for us. Now, I think that quote's the one that uh, might stand out there. And so on. And then he says, in my opinion, anyone saying these things should reflect on their commitment to Australia's democracy, sovereignty and values because espionage and foreign interference is deliberately calculated to undermine Australia's democracy, sovereignty and values. Now, that's part of a much longer presentation, but he's basically saying that there are people, senior people in the country, who are in business, bureaucracy, in the academic world, who've been saying to ASIO, hey, listen, lay off because uh, you might upset foreign regimes, some of those with whom we deal. Now, I think we know what we're talking about there. Let's go to Zach De Silva, who's our reporter in Canberra, who was at the briefing today. Uh, Zach, good evening to you. Always good to be here. Yeah, quite a bit in this. So I think what he's Mm -hmm. saying there is that there's a lot going on and uh, that there are people in business and their bureaucracy saying, hey, can you can you lay off a bit? Because uh, some people might be a little bit upset. Um, I think that's going to that's gonna create some interest into who it is that's saying all of that. Yes, exactly. There are definitely questions to be asked around that. I think you've summarised it quite nicely. His argument is that, you know, some senior officials, business figures aren't taking the threat of foreign interference seriously. Some of them have, you know, raised concerns about pushback if ASIO cracks down on spying. So this is, it was a pretty, you know, yeah. pretty scathing pretty remark. extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's against the background. So tell us what he said, because this is interesting, because he lays down, and they never identify any country, but he lays down the amount of work that is going on at the moment to compromise business people, journalists, politicians and others. Exactly. He spoke a lot about campaigns of foreign interference. Uh, He spoke specifically about two cases where overseas operatives have tried to hurt uh, dissidents and activists living in Australia. In one case, this person being targeted was apparently supposed to be taken offshore to be quote-unquote disposed of. Now, ASIO shut down that operation, but it was used to illustrate the broader point that there are many, many countries trying to spy on Australia, trying to influence decisions, trying to influence people to be vocal or less vocal about certain issues. Uh, Like you said, he didn't name any particular countries. Um, 
talking about, but there was a lot of talk about diaspora communities being mm. targeted, you know, people with relation, relations overseas. Yep. And the federal government there has previously singled out Iran as a, as a main actor That's of true. Yep. targeting activists in Australia. But I, I think to kind of sum all that up, Mike Burgess, who gave the address, said his organisation is busier than at any point in history, even compared to the Cold War and the period after September 11th. Yeah, I mean, we know, I mean, people have talked about uh, China and the operations of China in Australia. Uh, Russia's obviously involved in, on a, a covert way. And then you've got almost a Keystone Cops uh, kind of thing with China and some of these quite well, uh, with Russia rather, and some of these high profile uh, supporters of Russia who almost like seem like cartoon figures, uh, comical figures, but there are more serious ones as well. So he's laid all of that out. He's talked about plus to target Australian journalists as well. And and then he said, yeah, made it very clear that he's under pressure from people to back off. Exactly. And I thought the other interesting point, the other part where he was very strong, was on people being lax about security. You know, employees, public, some of them public service employees who have a security clearance, mm. advertising it on LinkedIn. And he said, you know, you might as well put up a sign saying you're a high value target. Um, this was a this was the other kind of big issue for him talking about foreign interference, arguing that other countries are trying to cultivate sources, cultivate assets who may down the track be in positions of influence and people who are working in those fields need to be vigilant. Yeah. He also talked about uh, terror threats. They always talk about that. He's saying uh, there are fewer extremists with the intention of conducting an attack onshore than when the threat level was raised to probable in 2014? Yes, exactly. Uh, so apparently terror is less of a threat for Australia now, but still something they're concerned about. He spoke in particular about the um, horrific attack at Weambilla in Queensland that left two police officers and a neighbour dead. As an example of Christian extremism was the, the particular term that he used. So this was, he said, for ASIO, this was a new thing. This wasn't something that he'd seen before that still came under that category of religiously motivated extremism. So the, the, the point was terrorism is still a threat, but ASIO is very much focused less so on that now and more looking at foreign interference as the majority, the main threat to uh, Australia. Now, the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, he'll be at the National Press Club tomorrow. Uh, he'll be delivering an address. You've got some excerpts of that address uh, which have been released uh, to the media tonight, just some excerpts of what he was going to say. I'm guessing the, the real interest might come when he faces questions and he's asked about things like superannuation and some of the other issues that are around, like energy security. But I, I note, uh, you wanted to highlight this, he's talking about this, a quote, we're fully aware of the size and scale of the problems we have inherited. So he's dropping that in there. And he does, I, I see from some of the quotes, he talked about the... The, the things they inherited and the way government was conducted by the previous administration. And that's, what, nearly 12 months ago? Yes, it's something that uh, Labor, I think, is going to milk for as long as they can, right? Um, their argument is that they've taken over from 10 years of coalition rule. But I think voters are starting to get to the point where they'll go, well, you, you have to step up and govern now, right? You can't use... Yep 
the, the previous government as an excuse. But yes, it, it will be a fairly key speech tomorrow at the National Press Club. Uh, Anthony Albanese is going to talk about the Defence Strategic Review. This was a report that was commissioned yeah. into Australia's Defence Forces. That will be... His announcement is that's going to be released with a formal response from the government before the May budget. Mm. So we could potentially expect some funding in the May budget. I'm not yep. sure how quickly they're going to move on that, but it's a, it's a really key body of work in terms of shaping where the Defence Force is going to go over the next 10 years, what the challenges are, particularly, obviously, around AUKUS and yep. the potential acquisition of nuclear-powered submarines there. So yep. that, that will be a watch and see. But like you said, the questions are normally, whenever a leader appears at the press club, they, they get a good grilling from uh, journalists. So well, you think so. On, on the question of superannuation, there's a lot of answers about what Jim Sharma said earlier in the week. So you, 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 And he'll get questions saying, well, can you rule this out? And then he'll probably say, well, we're not, we're not playing that game. Well, you, in the end, I think they're going to have to be a bit specific about what they're talking about with that and energy policy. We need need some certainty there and cost of living all of those are going to have to be key questions aren't they surely exactly and on the to pick up your point on superannuation um this was something that jim chalmers raised earlier in the week saying we we want to have a look at it today he said oh we, we think it's important to have a debate but the government's not committing to anything in there was suggestion that they may end up slashing some tax concessions um, the Prime Minister was asked about that today, going, well, wouldn't you break an election promise doing that? And he said, well, we haven't committed to anything yet. It, it's still just a debate and it's something we need to talk about. Yeah. So that that's potentially something that, that's going to come down the track. They're flying a whole lot of kites on this to see if any of them are able to be gotten away with. I think that's what's happening there. So we'll find out, won't we? Most interesting tomorrow, particularly the questions. Zach, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Zach De Silva there. Uh, that's from our 2GB Bureau in Canberra, 2GB 4BC Bureau in Canberra. And just the, I, I do think that's quite significant. And I'll do tomorrow's papers uh, after the uh, top of the uh, next news bulletin in about 20, 25 minutes. But I suspect that might be on a couple of front pages. That comment by the ASIO Director General. Remembering, the ASIO is always is always in the business of saying, well, we've got a lot of work to do. That they, they need to they need to make you know make a case for what they do and they're always after more funding so they can train more people. But they are being leaned on apparently by a lot of people saying, look, back off with all this stuff. Back off with all this stuff. And he's slapping back by saying, reflecting your commitment to democracy, sovereignty and values. Because by by saying I'll oh, back off, you don't really need to be highlighting all of this stuff. Um, then you're you're essentially undermining our democracy and sovereignty. And I think basically, prime of, he's right, surely.